Welcome back to episode four of Tune Talk. On uh, today's episode, we are going to talk about the Big Ten basketball predictions. Um, one through 14, list of teams, first team, second team, all conference, model mentions, uh, the yearly awards. Uh, we have my two other roommates, different from last week, Ryan and Peter, on the show tonight. Uh, Ryan's a Wisconsin fan, Peter's a Michigan fan, so they give us some different insights from our Illinois outlooks. Let's just jump right into it. Uh, let's go. Let's start at the back here. And does anyone not have Minnesota in last? Oh, no. whoa, whoa, whoa. I wasn't prepared to go one through 14. But, yes, they are going to finish last. We have one through 14. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Minnesota last. Yeah, I don't even know who the coach is this year. Who's coaching them? Doesn't matter. Is Patino fired? <laughs> Uh, I think he's no. still there. I think they extended him for being yeah. dog shit. I think he's. Wow. I would say I think he's still there. Patino's still there. No, he's gone. He's not? No, he's gone. I was gonna say I swore he got fired. Ben Johnson. Ben <laughs> Johnson. That's my brother. That is a. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds a like a created coach on uh, in Sibley 08. I don't know. Patino got hired like. Ben. Is that like a Darren Williams knockoff? Do you see first time you Darren Williams? Yes, I'm watching that fight. He's taking on a card, baby. Yeah, is he? He will. He will. Fighting Frank Gore, possibly. Yeah, he's fighting Frank Gore. It was. It was the 12, 15 players on the roster. Ben Johnson's last yeah. stop yeah. was an assistant at Xavier. Oh yeah, Petito's the coach of American now. Is. Is Minnesota going to be the new Northwestern? Like, are they just going to be bad for 10 years now? Probably I think it's, you, just, you just have to have them last time. so many unknowns. They actually – They can keep mid-state. They, they might be able to get a little recruit here and there, but – They could easily finish above Northwestern and Penn State. But, I mean, with just so many new people, you just kind of have to put them there. I would concur. All, All right. right. Who's, who's the four for you, Brian? Who rounds out your bottom four? Uh, I have Penn State at 13. I think similar reasons. I think they got a brand-new coach, a bunch of different players going in and out. Uh, they're kind of a tough, scrappy little team last year, but I don't think they have a lot of talent, so I have them at 13. Uh, the classic meme, like you mentioned earlier, Northwestern, I've got them at 12. Um, I don't think they're going to be as good as people expect. or make, I mean, they kind of expected them to make, maybe make a tiny little bit of a jump up from the, the bottom of the, of the Big Ten, but I think they're still going to be down there. And then I wanted to kind of like Davis mentioned, possibly his uh, pick of the year here with Nebraska. I wanted to put them a little higher, but um, I've got them at 11. I think there's going to be a, one more year with the project there. I think a lot of young players and Hoiberg, not too sure yet, but I've got them at 11. So that's my bottom four. Pete, any differences? Uh, I wasn't listening, but I went Penn State Northwestern 11. I, I've Northwestern at 13. I agree with that. I just think that's a terrible. No, he's got Northwestern at 11. I have that at 12. 12. I have Penn State at 13. Uh, and I, then I have Penn State at 12. I don't know. I, I like Pat Chalmers. They have uh, Shrewsbury, a transfer. Um, who should be? You know, Pat Chambers isn't there anymore. Right? I was going to say Pat she Chambers, is, she's gone. Uh, well, it's right. Micah Shrewsbury. Yeah. Pat was a good coach, though. I agree with you. I like that. <laughs> He's, this guy's bald. He's just black, and the other one was white. <laughs> but regardless, yeah, I had I had Nebraska, Northwestern, Penn State round out as well. I had Northwestern, head of Penn State. I think they have, like you're kind of saying, I think they have a little bit, little bit of talent. 
I mean, they're still ass, but just a little yeah. bit of talent. Wait, so you have you have the same thing as me? Yeah. Okay. I have I have Iowa in there at eleven. Interesting. Guards are gone. Oh, and uh, Jordan Bohan's leading them to the promised land. Jobo is going to fight everyone in the bar. Number eight, baby. He's going to lead them to the promised land. He is going to have to take thirty shots a game. He's, he has no problem. Which well, he doesn't have a problem. Yeah, that, he's not going to make him. Who do you guys have? You want to go? Go ahead, Jake. Um, go ahead. I think Minnesota's terrible. I think Penn State's going to be slightly less terrible. So I'll put them at thirteen. I like. Nebraska 12, and when you have a guy named Boo Booey on your basketball team, you automatically go up in the rankings. Boo, so, boo, boo, boo. Northwestern at number 11. I know that name. Yeah, he's on Northwestern. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, there's, there's a different kid I know whose name's Boo Booey. They did lose. You know two boo booies? I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, you don't know who Boo Booey is? He knows two Boo Booies. I was say there's there's a kid oh. from my, there's a kid from my area whose name is Boo Boo. That's why I was confused. Is he on the Northwestern? I, I don't think so. But there's two Boo Booies in the world. <laughs> wish, Apparently, there's wish, two of them between wish Chicago I, and Madison. Wish I was lying. Wish I was lying. Actually, I don't even know if I can. I'm like so confused right now. <laughs> <laughs> two Boo Booies in the world. But, um. I have I have Penn State at 13. I don't think Mike is going to lead them to the promised land. And I have Northwestern at 12. And then I have, unfortunately, going against my boy Fred Hoiberg, I have Nebraska at 11. I think they're a sleeper to win it, but I think they finish 11. Fred's dead to me. <laughs> dead to me. I knew you'd like Fred. You but, yeah, I have Nebraska. You me. Do you want me to keep going at 10? Do you want me to yeah, slide it around? Yeah, we keep off 10 here. Who, who, who's your 10-9? Give us 10-9. Uh, I know that Ryan's going to agree with this, but I've got Wisco at 10. Absolutely. And, and then, I mean, my my favorite coach in the Big Ten, Fran McCaffrey squad. The Fran Con uh, meter. <laughs> the Fran Con meter is going to end up at Can we nine. get the Fran Con meter pulled up? Oh, yeah, we got to get we got to get the Fran Con meter pulled up. One of my favorite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pop up. Oh, it is. Here we go. What a what a what a guy. Here's your friend con meter. Oh, right yeah, we've got it too. Share that screen. There you go. Thank yeah. you. Uh, yes. Yeah, the friend con meter. <laughs> Slightly <laughs> irritated at eight. Ow, the one that. the one at eight. <laughs> What do you, what, what's the over <laughs> under the date where we get to Francon number one? The four so conference we'll, play. The four conference play. Yeah, absolutely. When they get beat by Northeast West Central Connecticut State this Friday, I guarantee oh, he you know loses. Who they open his up with? They open up with Longwood. <laughs> Longwood's gonna give, they're going to activate the Francon meter. Oh, wow. Longwood. What's their nickname, Jake? You should know it. Longwood. Um, they are the Lancers. I feel like if you're just a small school in the middle of nowhere, your mascot has to start with the same letter. You two or else just no one remembers you. You just yeah. have to have They open up yeah. with Longwood, UMKC, North Carolina Central, and Alabama State. Strength yeah. the schedules. And then they yeah. raise the strength. They're, they're really challenging themselves out the gate. 
Yeah. They want to make sure that Bohannon's ready for year eight. Yeah. Yeah. Christ. <laughs> All right. Who's your, who's your, uh... he's still got to fix his hand. Yeah. So you got Northwest or you got Wisconsin and Iowa. Who you got, Jake, at 10 9? Uh, Wisconsin 10, and I have Iowa at nine as well, unfortunately. All right, Ryan, you're dying. I've got Iowa at 10. I think they're terrible. I think they, I think they are just not going to be good at all, personally. I don't think they're going to be good. I got them at 10. Well, a fantastic coach like McCaffrey. Exactly, exactly. Is Connor back, McCaffrey? Yes. Yeah. They have. They have. They have I the think they picked up three more with his with his <laughs> solid like four points. Some of the Bayhams are battling out for who got the most family members on one team. Yeah, with, with his solid four points a game, they're gonna be great. Um, and then I actually have Indiana at nine. I have Indiana new coach. Um, I think. Don't trust Mike Woodson. No, I don't. don't I don't. I think they lost. They lost uh, Alduro. They lost that uh, other uh, big kid as well. Uh, I think they're going to be kind of the same team last year. They're going to win a couple games that maybe they shouldn't have. I think they're going to lose some games. They're like, how did you lose that game? So, I think I got nine. Yeah, I'm at nine. I'll just I'll jump here real quick, Pete, because I've got the exact same thing. Yeah. I think, I think we picked at each other's list. I've got Iowa at 10. Indiana at nine, exact same reasons. I, I don't know if a coach changes everything for Indiana there, I although so he definitely was part of the problem. Oh, yeah. But I don't think it changes everything for mm-hmm. him. They lost Al Durham. They lost so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know. I, I could see an argument for them getting up to maybe like seven or six, but I like them at nine. Yeah, that's what, that's what I've got. Um, I had Iowa down Who's your favorite player in the Big Ten return? What was that? TJ Day. Gee, I can't TJ Oh, he's going to be great. What he was great last year. They were talking about Trace Davis. Oh. He's going to be phenomenal, but I mean, we're not all phenomenal, but he's going to put up a lot of good stats. But he did the same thing last year, and they were not that good last yeah, year. Yeah, so, so he's, I mean, he's Mr. Empty Stats. Where, did, where yeah. did they finish last year? I think it's like nine or eight. One of those yes. I mean, they were right on the same side. They played Minnesota in the Big Ten tournament. They were bottom four. They were bottom they, four. They yeah, they played in. They played in one of those first games. I remember I went to Rutgers. No, not Rutgers. Who was it? Anyway, yeah. I have them a little higher this year, but my 9-10, um, I have Nebraska at 10, and then Wisconsin at 9. I just don't know if there's anybody new that Wisconsin brought in, and they lost their two big And I also just hate Brad Davidson with every ounce of my body. So I've got Fuck that. you, Brad. All right, keep going. 8-7. Um, my 8-7, I go Rutgers and Fuck you, Brad. <laughs> What's your name? Fuck you, Brad. <laughs> and I, I got Indiana Rutgers seven eight. I think you could have that in any order, but I'm on the Mike Woodson train. I think he's gonna be a good coach. What? No, I can't. So it was. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got Wisco at eight. Um, I, I could see them dropping a spot or two. I could see them going up two or three. Um, I think Brad Davison coming back. <laughs> hurts them almost i think they're trying to move in a different direction uh and i don't know how much he helps he could prove to be a help just be an older person know the game has been a couple tournaments but i i yeah i think they might be kind of wasting their time in that sort of area um, kind of like different a different way than where butler went we're not ready to move on we need these guys so, another year out of them there's an article if there's an article that says you're gritty that means you're not good 
Yeah. You can't do anything else. Yeah. That's and what Brad Davidson is. Yeah, exactly. That, <laughs> but he's, he's engaged yeah. to – what's her name? Hey, just because he has a hot wife or fiancé doesn't mean he's good at basketball. Yeah, she goes to – does she play basketball at Indiana? Is that where she went? Yeah, she's all-time leading, she's all-time leading scorer in Illinois women's basketball history, and she's all-time leading scorer in Indiana. Yeah. And then she coaches at UW-Milwaukee now. Okay. Well, they, they just got engaged recently, I believe. But, yeah. yeah, what's her name? I'm yeah, I've got Wisconsin eight, know. and I've got record at seven. What's her parents' names? What? Why would I know her parents' names before I would know her oh, name? You knew everything else about her. <laughs> Love that. We had this. We literally had this discussion like two weeks ago. Yeah, Me we and did. you had this discussion. What's her name? I'll be able What's to say your name? Five seconds. I've got records that said uh, Ron Harper, Geo Baker. I like to squat again. Finished right around where they finished last year. Don't have a ton of changes. I like them. I, I could see them once again moving up a spot or two. I really don't see them dropping out of the top eight, though. I'll say that. That's fair. Uh, her name is Tyra Buss. Tyra Buss. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Not Tyra, Tyra Bates. Coach, you can't tell me her name. It says <laughs> it says on her profile that she's also I'm better a with broadcaster as well. She can broadcast a lot of things. So maybe we'll see her around. Who knows? Tyra Banks. I hope to, I hope to see her around. Um, well, I, I think you could have Indiana, Rutgers, Wisconsin in any order there. I agree. And I would be. I would, agree. I would be completely fine with that. I, I think that's a pretty solid tier in the Big Ten this year. I would agree. Very similar yeah. with Cam, except just flip them. I've got Rutgers at eight, and I've got Wisconsin at seven. Probably a little bit of bias there, but I, I this is going to be the worst like team incoming that we've had in a long time. Um, but somehow Wisconsin figures out a way to be relevant every year um, for the most part. So I feel like they're going to find a way. A couple of transfers and some some uh, some uh, freshmen coming in that look decent might make an impact right away. I think Johnny Davis is going to make an impact, uh, going to make that sophomore leap. Uh, I'm super high on Johnny now. Um, so I, I think he's going to be pretty pretty freaking good. I think he's going to get the majority of the offense and be- defense and – Sneaking into that third team all big time. I think he's got potential to sneak in the second team. I agree with that. Um, But he – I I disagree a little bit with what you say about Brad Davidson. I don't think he hurts us or helps us. I think he's just there. Um, I think – I don't think he's going to do anything for us, like actually tangible basketball stats enhance us in any ways. No but, That's a, but I think think he's going to – I think – Great guy to have. He's not going to help us basketball-wise at all. Well, I think my, my point with him is we went from the oldest team in basketball to probably one of the youngest teams in basketball within, you know, a couple of months. So I think just having a guy like that, like kind of like you said, just kind of raising people, uh, you know, at some point, a little bit of experience and just some a little bit of an older voice in the room. So I think I think that's honestly the, the only thing that I want him there for. But I, I kind of agree with you. Like, he kind of sh- should be gone. But, I mean. It's whatever, though. Yeah, it is What whatever. do you think? Wall is going to do this year. Tyler Wall, I think he's going to be the same thing he was last year. I think he's going to be an okay player. I think he's going to play good defense. He's going to have some games where he surprises you offensively, and there's going to be some games where it's like, dude, stop shooting threes, stop doing whatever. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see with him. He's a very Swiss Army knife player, which all the the blades are dull. So we'll see. Um, (laughs) What? We'll see what he can do. So I don't know. That's a new one. Yeah. 
I kind of like Ryan, it though. Ryan's high in Wisconsin. He's got a dull Swiss Army knife and a player that doesn't help you. So. <laughs> and a player, and a player with top of second team all pick. And no, and no experience. So you put it all together and and a potential coach of the year. Hey now, or actually a former Big Ten coach of the year. He's not I, getting any votes. He's kind of it, 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 the dull Swiss Army knife. It's kind of like Bodie. You know, he plays yeah, everywhere. I mean, like, not good could, at it. He could be good. We can use him, but he's not good. So he's there. If he was good, we would use him. Yeah, exactly. Wisconsin, Wisconsin as an entire athletic program does better when they fly under the radar. So that's that's why I'm bringing this back. All right, Bozo, so you got eight seven or six five. You want to go? Let me go. I'll go. Uh, got the Fighting Rutgers at eight. Wrong. Uh, I think they're going to be average this year. So I think seven. They end up at eight. Seven. And at seven, I've got the fighting goatees and Mike Woodson. <laughs> I have the fighting Mike Woodson's at seven. And I think Indiana's average as well. Absolutely. And I, I just, I don't know. I mean, Trace Jackson Davis is going to find a way to get 25 two point field goals launched this year and still shoot 54% from the line. So <laughs> I think that, you know, they're, they're average as well. And I don't know. I think the middle of the Big Ten is, is going to be very tough to predict because I think everybody's going to be a little around 500, maybe a little worse, maybe a little better. And it's just, but I do think that Tyra Banks, that Brad Davidson is making Tyra the Banks. family. No, Tyra Butts, whatever your name is. <laughs> really, Tyra Banks. Well, I mean, they look the same, but I think Brad Davidson is helping the family section at Wisconsin look so much better. So I think you have to, you have to have him back for that reason solely. Would have predicted I mean, that Brad Davidson might get the most uh, player time on the pod tonight, but uh, oh, I mean, Brad Davidson, yeah. We went to the Big Ten tournament last year and got to listen to someone yell "fuck you, Brad" for three hours. We did do that. <laughs> so <laughs> that was probably probably the best thing. That was probably the best thing ever. We got so. to listen to Mad Madden just rip uh, the dude from Rutgers a new one too. There was a funny. Totally a fan behind us, so that that gecko was funny. Who's in front of us? All right, at uh, who did you have at eight, seven, then Jake? Did you ever say? Uh, I had. Let's see. I had Iowa ten, Wisconsin nine, Indiana eight, Rutgers seven. I really like the Rutgers squad. Harper and Baker both back, right? Yep. I, I think that squad, like you said, will hang around in the middle of the Big Ten. They're not going to go anywhere. They're going to be a tournament team. I like them there. And you want me to start off with six or you want to go back around? Go ahead, start. Six and five. Um, this is where things start to get interesting because I think I think all these teams are capable of finishing top three in the Big Ten. But I'm going to take the fighting Tom Izzo's at six. And I will take the Terps at five. I really like Mark Turgeon. And they, they got Fats Russell this year. Rhode Island, and they got another transfer. I don't remember. Curtis Wahab. Yeah, I knew it was from the Big East, but I, I like Turgeon a lot, and I think I think Maryland finishes fifth. I guess it's my turn now. I have the same exact flip. I think. You're quiet. What? You're really quiet. Well, I'm sorry. I'm a soft talker. Now, did your did your AirPods die? Like we can't hear you. Nope. Cannot. Very quiet. Now. 
I mean, like we can hear you, but like it is. I mean, not yet, not at all. Nice, actually. <laughs> all right, let's get let's give let's give Davis a minute. Let's go right to Ryan here. Well, because I have the exact same thing as Spitz. Um, I think I was I was kind of giving Michigan State a lot of credit just because of Tom Izzo, but looking at the roster, I'm I'm not super impressed. I mean, I think they're going to be solid. Never can come out with Izzo and just that whole entire program, but. They're going to be kind of where they were last year, just kind of figuring things out, losing some games where they shouldn't, things like that. And I'm going to echo um, Spitz as well. I think Maryland's a really, really good team. I think they have a shot to get top three um, potentially. Um, super well balanced. Two big transfers, Fat Russell's and Kuis Mahab. I think make a huge difference. And Eric Ayala is a great player. And I think Dante Scott is also kind of a sleeper in the, the conference as well. I think they're super, super well coached as well for Mark Turner. I think they're going to be a very, very tough out. Could potentially be a sleeper in the entire NCAA tournament as well. Um, make it second week and things like that. So I got the Terps at five as well. Yeah, Pete. Um, I've got Ohio State down there at six. Um, I mean, their front court, Kyle Young and Liddell, both going to be really good offensively. And I think Kyle Young is just going to get beat up interior in interior by the um, big guys in the Big Ten. Um, and I just – they got bailed out of so many games by Dwayne Washington last year. So many games where he just put up 30 pieces and just chucked. And just the guards and the point guard is going to be a major problem for them this year. And then I had Michigan State um, up there at five. It's going to be interesting to see what they do this year with Hauser because he was not as advertised last year coming in from Marquette. Um, and I think they figure out the point guard this year. Max Christie's a freshman. He's going to be really good. I think he was – top 30 recruit or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they got Tyson Walker from Northeastern, I believe, who averaged like 18, 19 points over there. So I like the Spartans. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got Maryland at six, actually. I'm not going to lie. I was more tempted to put them at seven, put Rutgers at six. Uh, I was telling Ryan before we started recording, I think Maryland – has a lot of good pieces and they do have a lot of good pieces a lot of years and Turgeon is a good coach but it's always interesting to see what happens sometimes they have a year like last year when they kind of fall back a little bit sometimes two years ago and they tie the first share of the Big Ten championship so I, I think it really could go either way so I'm leaning towards I've got to see it to believe it so I'm going to put them at six and I agree with Peter at Michigan State at five um, I think that Izzo and just that team is going to fi- figure out how to do more with less after having a lot less last year and getting a little bit better this year roster wise. So I think they're going to, they're going to find their way. Izzo's obviously a great coach and I agree. Christy, he, Izzo had a lot of t- uh, good things to say about him this morning, obviously, but I, I think he really could be um, <clears throat> pretty good for them this year. So I've got my five. Yeah, I, my younger brother goes to Michigan state and he went to their last two exhibition games and, uh, he said that Christie's looked really good playing the point for them. So. Yeah, I think that I think they're going to just figure it out this year and kind of get cruised in a little bit. And at least by Big Ten play, maybe they sputter up and lose, I don't know, like a Butler or something in non-conference. But I, I think that they're going to be hitting their stride by the conference play and definitely down the stretch. Do we have volume over on uh... – Cameron, can you hear me? There we go. There we go. I'm back, baby. Um Let's see. I had Maryland at six and Michigan State at five. You're a big Izzo guy. I know that. Huge Izzo fan, baby. 
Huge Izzo fan. Turgeon's a goon. Can't stand him. He's a weird fella. And but if he was if, if Mark Turgeon was going to coach anywhere, it'd be the Maryland Terrapins. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, he, 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 he probably he is a turtle. He, 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 he sounds know, like a breed of turtle. His name. You know, he goes to bed in turtle like, pajamas. Like well, he sleeps in turtle pajamas. He probably has a turtle onesie. And he's the college coach that wants to do like dress up road trips and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like he's just a weird fella, and so. They got the power of Scott Van Pelt on their side, too. They rub the top of his bald ass head. Yeah. All right, let's just go – let's do individual teams now. I've got Ohio State at four. I like Liddell a lot. I agree with Peter with that Washington bailed him out a lot, but I think that Liddell can kind of do a similar thing. And I think returning Suing and Young is pretty big. Those were two top – 30 players in the conference last year, probably right around there. So I think getting those guys back, regardless of where they were uh, conference player rankings last year, I think just getting them back, they're going to go up at least four to eight spots in that most likely. So I don't know. I like Ohio state a little bit better than most probably. I think Holtman is just an awesome coach as much as he's a dick. He is just an awesome coach and he just figures out how to get it done year in and year out. Um, But yeah. I I just, I can't get that. Just assuming behind the back pass against Michigan last year, out of my head, it was like two point game, two minutes left. There was a behind the back pass to absolutely nobody. I remember that actually. That won the game. Didn't so. <laughs> happen. I have a, I have Ohio State at four as well. Um, I think I I kind of think they're going to be out for vengeance a little bit um, with losing that first game in, in the tournament where some people had them as. Potentially, you know, obviously Final Four team. They're playing pretty hot. Um, and also, you know, maybe just maybe sleeper championships. You know, they're two seed last year or whatever they were. So I think they're going to be kind of out for blood, um, kind of have a little chip on their shoulder. Like they're kind of like maybe just outside that top tier um, of kind of the, the Big Ten that we're going to talk about here in a second. Um, but like you said, mentioned, I think Holtman's one of the best coaches in, in conference. Could argue one of the best coaches in, in, the, in the country um, as well. I think that helps a lot. Um, and also, I think uh, Aaron's as well. Um, absolutely lethal shooter. I think he was best shooter in the Big Ten last year, pretty much, uh, by percentage-wise. Percentage-wise? Well, percentage-wise. Yeah, kind of matters. Percentage-wise. 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 Yeah, yeah, Williams, absolute sniper. He had, like, he had, like, a half attempt a game. I think he had, like, 12 or 13 <laughs> games with, like, three threes or three, three threes or more in a game. Like, he was he's just one of the best shooters in the league. Like, when did Demonte some... start last year? Did he start 18 for 18? Can I get some confirmation somewhere? Yeah, I'll, get, I'll get you. I'll get you confirmation. <laughs> Regardless, he's probably a top three shooter in the conference. I think. I think he's sometimes as well. I think there's a super balanced team. Super balanced team with great coach. Same thing, kind of for vengeance. Name it for. I think he slipped like five times. who you got four? I also have Ohio State. I think Holtman is a very good coach. EJ Odell. Possible first team All Big Ten for sure, second team All Big Ten. But I just don't. I think there's a pretty good gap between the top three teams and them still, though. I think the top three okay. teams are pretty clear, and I think Ohio State leads the the rest of the pack. Davis, you saw the same. Yeah, Ohio State at four, for sure. Um, I have Maryland up there at four. I really like. Ayala, 
think he's really good. I don't love Fats Russell. I think he was just more of a chucker at Rhode Island. Um, I mean, he averaged 14, four and a half, and four and a half, um, but only shot 23 and a half from three, which is, I think, what Maryland needs at the point guard spot. And then the big man, what's the name, Wahab? Wahab, yeah. Um, yeah, he's Georgetown, right? Yep. Right. So, yep. I mean, anyone that – Patrick Ewan has to be a good big man coach. If he's anything of a coach at all, I think they're going to get good production out of him as well. So, I've got them up there at four. Yeah. That's uh, I, like I said, I was leaning towards Maryland the other way actually, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, that's Russell's sneaky defensive though. I think he has the, he's the all time Rhode Island leader in steals. He almost, he almost had two steals a game, so might add a little bit more of a defensive uh kind of presence for that team. I mean, his name's well. Fat. I was well, saying, yeah, <laughs> retire the jersey, for that. yeah, don't yeah. Put, just put fats on, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, he was taking about five threes a game when he played at Rhode Island, and he shot over 35% once and that was 35.7 two years ago so yeah I think I think I think he's more of a chucker chucker than yeah he's not a shooter but he shoots and that tends to be a problem when you play basketball yeah that's not ideal all right here come the big boys at three who do we got Davis I have Purdue at three wrong no, that's not wrong. You, you, it's a pick. It's preseason. You can't tell me it's wrong. My pick is not wrong. Well, Just because you're up Matt Painter's well, ass, you're probably him, brushing his teeth. Let him get his explanation in. Let's let him get his explanation in. I think they're good, but I think Jaden Ivey is a tad overrated, and I think that they're, they're going to be very good. Don't get me wrong. I think the top three teams in the Big Ten could all win it easily, and I think they could all get third easily. Just like seven through ten could be a toss-up, I think one through three could be a toss-up. I think that they're all going to beat up on each other. I just think that Purdue loses a few more road games than the rest of the teams do. I think that they're they're very tough to beat in West Lafayette, but I think that they will. I think that Illinois and Michigan will be better on the road than what they will be. So I think that they'll be three. I have Michigan at three. Uh, like you said, all three teams. It's really a toss up between what you think, but I think Dickinson is really really good but I'm not sure on the guard play what they're going to have I mean it's obviously going to be very good because they're finishing top three in the best conference in America but I think Purdue and Illinois guards are going to be a little bit better and that's going to make them finish one and two yeah I've got Michigan at three as well for a lot of similar reasons like you're saying with Dickinson I think the top three teams all have a very very good post um it is going to come down to the guard play and I don't know who I was talking about with you or Ryan. Uh, the Michigan guards, they, they could potentially be, you know, some of the best set of guards in the country. They could potentially be, you know, middle of the pack in the Big Ten set of guards. The freshmen are just really weird because there's 25 stars coming in at the beginning of the year, and we're talking about three of them at the end. So, you know, if they kind of get into one or two of those, then we'll see what happens. But uh, I agree. I'm just not as high on the guard play. And I know Ryan agrees. I'm just not as high on Dickinson. Uh, specifically as well. Uh, I think, obviously, first team all Big Ten, probably all American, just, I don't know. Sometimes the foul trouble really, really got to them, and it really hurt Michigan, and it was just like, why sometimes? And obviously, I know you were saying the same thing in the middle of the game. So, like, I know it's a thing, uh, but 
that could easily just – he could be a lot smarter player, have a lot higher IQ, not throw 19 elbows a game, and, you know, we'll see where we're at. But, like I said, the guard play has a very, very high ceiling mm-hmm. with the freshmen and the transfers and whatnot. And Eli Brooks coming back definitely helps them. I was, I was, I was going to say, everybody talks about all the uncertainty, but I think everyone knows what you're going to get out of Eli Brooks. Yeah, I think – That's going to be probably a top five defender in the Big Ten, strictly talking about guards – and he's going to shoot over 35% from three, and he's just going to make the right play, be in the right spots. Yeah. And I think having him come back yeah, I was just saying, a bonus for the rest of the team. Him coming back, I think, adds to the floor of the freshman for sure. 100%. Yeah, 100%. One, no doubt. Yeah. But, ooh, am I up? Yeah, you got for, it. Uh, three. Three, I have Purdue. Um, I like Matt Painter a lot, but I just – I just can't see Edian Williams. I, I don't know how Travian's going to play the four. I know he's slimmed down a lot, a lot, but I just don't see him be, being able to play both of them at the same time and be great. I think Ivy's going to be really good, really good, but I just, I just don't trust the, don't trust the front court to be elite, which is what you need a front court to be in the Big Ten. Yeah. Good reasons there. Spitz? Uh, I have Michigan three. I oh, yeah. You're yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan's left. Ryan's left. I've got Michigan three as well. Uh, I know Ken and I have talked about it a little bit. Um, I think I think Dickinson's a good player. I mean, I've got him you know, I've got him my first team as well. But I think he's a little overrated, just kind of how just how he plays and elbows and foul trouble and things like that. I'm really looking to see if he builds a little bit of a jump shot this year. I think they could help them out a lot as well if he's got that little like fifteen footer that he can maybe throw in there. Kind yeah, because the what I was trying bit. to say was like he's dominant inside, but sometimes yeah. that just being that way just gets yeah. him in foul trouble. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's a good player. I think he's a good player, um, but I think it's a little bit credit for what he deserves. So we'll see. I think I think if he adds a shot, I think he'll be really dynamic this year. But we'll see. Um, and I kind of I don't know if this is like kind of a bad take or not, but I kind of see Eli Brooks kind of like Brad Davidson where like I think like. They're like not to say like either Brooks or Brad Davis is better or whatever. It's kind of the same thing. I think he adds stability to the team a little bit, and he's like you kind of know exactly what you're going to expect out of him as well. But I think Eli Brooks was the fifth best starter on the team, so like it's not like he returned like you know like Livers or you know Franz or one of those yeah, players that like you could really rely on. You're talking about two NBA draft picks versus. I, I I'm not saying that, but I'm saying I don't I don't think that I think what Eli, Eli Brooks is a good college basketball player. But I think he doesn't necessarily raise or lower the floor of or raise the, the ceiling of Michigan's potential, in my opinion. I think that's the freshman for you guys. And I think that's the big question mark why I have him at three is because, like, one of those could hit, both of them could hit, neither could hit. Don't really know yet. So I think that's what we're kind of looking up to see. And I think I just I look at the other two teams, the conference, and I see a little more just predictability from what I, what I see. And I think that's why I have the three. It could be a great team. But I think that's kind of why I see a little more predictability of the other two teams. Yeah, I, I do agree with that, with the ceiling and Brooks and all that. But mm-hmm. uh, two, we we'll go right back to you. I got Purdue here. Um, I think I want to put Purdue lower because I agree. Like, they, they're the classic, like, choke artists kind of. Um, but I I think I think Purdue is – I think they're going to have a very, very solid, just overall good team. Um, I think Matt Payer is a really good coach. Um, and he's going to have him kind of whipped into shape. And there's a lot of 
kind of uh, what's the word momentum around that program with Ivy and obviously um, Edie's been getting a lot of love here with the with the whatever that was the FIBA championship yeah, nineteen right. whatever he was playing really well and obviously so you know Williams as well like I just think it's a very solid team um, that's going to be really tough and kind of like Davis mentioned as well like it's so hard to play and win games there um, so I think it's going to be interesting but I think they don't have quite enough I think they might tie and lose on lose on uh, tiebreakers. I think that that, yeah, that might be kind of what I right, what I see. Yeah. Well, I think I think uh, head to head. Yeah, head to head. Yeah. It's been twice or once. It's been twice, right? Purdue. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've been twice. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be really close between them and Illinois, but that's why I got Purdue too. I had Purdue too as well. A lot of the same reasons. I like I like Ivy. The thing, what what really doesn't give me a look. Uh, or really, why I really don't give a look to Purdue for the top team is I think people are just really, really expecting the jump from Ivy. And I feel like a lot of times in these predictions and preseasons and like, uh, sorry, uh, off seasons to now are a lot of times they say, well, the sophomore slump, this and that, you know, the sophomore jumps really important and people have just already kind of put in like, you know, he, he's going to make an absolute massive jump when he was good last year. But, like, I, I, I necessarily – I feel like I saw more from, like, Curbelo down the stretch or guys like him that were like, yeah, like, they're dominating this game right now. Like, I didn't see that a lot from Ivy where it's like, yeah, he's absolutely unstoppable anywhere on the court. And I, I just I, – that's just my opinion. I just didn't see that down the stretch. So I'm not as confident – and as big of a jump, and that's why I have missed too. But Trevon Williams is awesome. Well, when you're when you're talking about sophomore jumps, that's usually not when you're a star player as a freshman. Those are more of the people that go into their sophomore slumps. And I think I I Carbello was really good last year, but I think when you look to somebody that's going to make a jump, you look to more of a guy like Carbello than a guy like Ivy coming off the bench. Yeah, yeah, exactly. for sure. Um, I'll go next. I guess my two is Michigan. Um, I think the reason I don't have number one uh, is because there's a, just a lot more uncertainty there than Illinois. I think what Illinois needs um, to be number one, obviously I have the number one because I haven't picked him yet, but is Carbella to be great? We need a coach that can coach an offense. Yeah, that that, that would probably also help. You don't like the triple Wow, out of left field comes Jacoby. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think with Michigan, I think they're going to have a great defensive backcourt. Um, I don't – the things they need to hit are they need one of their two top 12 freshmen to hit, which I think is probably a safe bet. Um, and then they need another transfer point guard. And it worked out last year with Mike Smith. Mike Smith. I think that shows that Juwan's offense is pretty easy to pick up. I think Devontae Jones is a great player. He was player of the year at Coastal last year. Um, great defensive player, but I just don't know if his game translates to the Big Ten – and I think the biggest question with him is going to be shooting wise. He's going to be able, he's going to have to shoot the three ball, or else the spacing is just going to be all screwed up. Same thing with Dickinson. Um, he's going to have to get a go over his left shoulder and be able to shoot the three for that team to be great. And I just think that's too many factors to put him at one. But I think I can safely put him over Purdue. What about you guys? Um, I have Illinois at number two. I think they probably the most talented team in the Big Ten, but um, right under we're pulling them back on the offensive side of the ball. 
we saw last year the reason they didn't go make a deep tournament run is because he didn't make adjustments in game. And unless he's changed his coaching style, I think that's going to be another problem for them this year. Hey, he's lost 15 pounds. Okay, that's not what I was going for there. But, I mean, Kofi being out, it's it's not going to matter unless Arkansas State's bringing some special players to Champaign. But I think that once he gets into the swing of the Big Ten schedule, that they're going to find that Curbell is going to have to carry this team because there's no guy to put the ball in his hands anymore and say, go win the game for us. And he's going to have to be smart because last year, a lot of turnovers, a lot of stupid fouls, and he's going to be the guy, and Trent Frazier has to play well. Um, just curious for my Illinois fans, if Curbelo shoots under, let's say, 33% from three, where do they finish versus if he shoots over that? Um, I don't – That that's like – I think that's a key factor for Curbelo as in like – finishing like first, second, you know, not or honor mention, whatever in the conference. I don't know if it's necessarily as big of a key for Illinois, because I think they just tried to go in and bring in some freshman shooters and get Alfonso Plummer. And they try to fix it that way. I think we're going to be all right, regardless of that. So I'd probably still have my one, but I'd be a lot more shaky about it. If you told me that now that he's not going to shoot 33% from three, but like I said, I think that's more, of Carvello standpoint, like how good it makes him, because I think if he doesn't shoot that way, there's a very good chance he doesn't finish on the first team, probably not on the second team either. But I think just dynamically at the end of the game, he's not like an Aaron Thompson where it's like, oh, we're just gonna back off at the end of the game. He'll he'll you know like if he shoot if he's shooting 15%, he'll just shoot it. He doesn't care. He'll, he'll just do whatever. So um I think that that obviously lowers their floor a lot. But I I would assume that 75% of Illinois offense this year is going to be Kofi ball screens with Carbello. Yeah. And if, if teams can just go under that ball screen all day and just do the same thing they did with Xavier Simpson and Teske, um, just go under that and just force them to shoot the three. I saw how painful that would be. Yeah. It for but, sure just would disrupt our offense quite a bit because I mean, as we all know, Kofi can't stretch the floor even to the free throw line. So We'll see. Uh, like I said, I, I think the hope is that they go under screens. Curbelo can just kind of like just do his thing. Like, I don't know what he's going to do, but like just kind of do his thing and not necessarily find Kofi or himself, but find the other three shooters on the floor. That's the goal, at least. Not necessarily if it's going to work, but that that is their goal. I assume. Yeah, he's going to have to get very creative, which he is. Yeah, and, and exactly. And But it's like Jake said, too. I mean, it's not – it's – it's going to be on what's available in the offense as well. If we're still on the three, you know, ball handoff bullshit or running circles, then that's really not good for Cabello. You want not as structured. You want a structure that he can do stuff out of, not just, oh, here's a ball screen, here's, here's a dribble handoff. Let that, him get that. the shooters open and get Kofi the ball in the paint. That's Yeah, be his exactly. I think, I think Illinois lives and dies with Cabello this year. I think that's a good, that's a good – I just, I just, I honestly have no clue where it's going to go. No clue. But you got no one. But I have no one. <laughs> there is a large man that sits in the middle of the thing. Yes, the cock. The cock. <laughs> large cock that yeah. sits there. And it's C. C. Give me a O. Oh, oh, give me C. C. K. 
God. <laughs> Davis, you, you got Purdue at two. Or Michigan at two. <laughs> yes, I have Michigan at two, Illinois at one. I think that to answer Pete's question, if Kerbel shoots over 33% from three, the Illinois will win the conference by a game or two easily. I think that'll be a big thing. I, I really do think that because if Kerbel is going to shoot 25% from three, people are just going to use his person to double on Coburn and make things really difficult for Illinois okay. offensively. Which I mean, if if that happens, you almost like it's sad to say, but you almost can't play him at certain times because he will literally claw the person. His person will just sit in the lane and clog it all up. But I, I don't. I think I don't think it's big of a question if he does shoot over. I think everybody would say they would they win the conference by the game or two. It's just yeah. what what happens if he doesn't do that? How do they? If he doesn't, I don't. I don't know that. I don't know that they win the conference to be honest, because I think coaches are too good in the Big Ten to let just Coburn beat him. And Curbella has to be that second option for them, which, I mean, there's a lot of other guys. It'll be interesting to see what Illinois does and what lineups Brad puts together because I think they're going to win some games that people don't expect them to win. And I think they're going to lose a game. They always lose a game or two they shouldn't lose just because Brad's a moron and he'll he'll do something stupid. So Speaking to your coaches there, I think – Based off our top six, the top six teams in the league have the best six coaches. Except for Jawan Howard. I can't stand Jawan Howard. Jawan Howard is a great recruiter, and that man can recruit the shit out of it. But Jawan is the worst in-game coach I've ever seen, and I love Jawan Howard. He has a coach. He, there's that guy named Phil he, Yeah, this, guy this man, him and Brad Underwood decided that they're just not going to make in-game adjustments. Like, yeah. Whatever our – they went to Forsyth's clinic and they're like, all right, free game. This is what we're going to do. If And if it doesn't work, we don't really give a shit. We're just going to keep doing it. Shout Dude. out to Forsyth if you're listening. Just keep running it too. Keep running just it. keep running too, baby. Keep running too, Forsyth. Keep running too. It'll work eventually. Yeah, shout out Josh Forsyth if you're listening. You're the worst college bat or high school basketball. <laughs> Get better at your Twitter DMs. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that Brad's better than Greg? Uh, I think that he's proved that he's one of almost probably the top, one, not the top, but one of the top recruiters in the country. And yeah, no, I, no, yeah, I, I think that, that. I, I think that obviously, if you're looking at like yeah. game fifty, recruiting fifty ish, or just yeah. somewhere along there, yeah. I think he like is top tier in recruiting, and I wouldn't say guard is like top tier in coaching. Oh, he's, he's definitely, terrible at recruiting. No, well, I would say, say he's terrible at recruiting, but he's I think definitely, he's definitely bottom half yeah. in coach or in recruiting, and then he's top half in coaching, but I don't think he's like in like the elite tier yeah. of game coaching. I think Brad's in the elite tier of recruiting at the moment. I would or at least putting like a staff together that can recruit. I would agree. So I'm just I, saying. I, 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 would, I wouldn't say like, oh my God, Brad's way yeah. better than Greg Gard. Yeah. Like, I would know. say I would say that I agree that like Greg's shaky for sure. And obviously recruiting is really tough because we've had some phenomenal players come out of Wisconsin last Tyler Hero, John Johnson, whatever. We lost a lot of those guys recruiting. So like you can't really keep a lot of guys in the state. He goes to Minnesota a lot. So like, I definitely understand your saying about recruiting and stuff. I just do. I, it's it's interesting because he does have a big tight coach in the year, yeah. like two years ago, not like seven years ago or whatever. Well, I did so say like, on our college yeah. basketball pod the other day, I said if Wisconsin can get in that top six, I think I might yeah. like guard to win coach of the year. And because like I was thinking about that too, and like because I I haven't only went back on going to win the coach of the year because kind of like David said, I think he's gonna make a lot of couple of bonehead decisions in some games mm-hmm. and lose some games doesn't. I think what makes but, me scratch my head about guard is like guys like like Kobe like like how do you let him get away? Oh yeah, well I mean I, I, you also kind of look at Kobe. He kind of he didn't end up anywhere. 
Yeah. I mean, he didn't even play a game with Nebraska. Yeah. yeah but I mean, it, the so whole like, situation was weird. Like you said, and we got like, better when he left. Yeah. We won that 10 game winning streak and won a big 10. So like, I, I don't, I, I agree. Like, yeah, like we probably should have let him go, but like at the same time, like maybe it was, it was for the best. I don't know. It's weird. I agree. He's a terrible recruiter or at least entertaining people. Um, and he deserved a lot of the in-game shit because there's some things that I'm like, okay, what are you doing? Um, but he finds ways to win games sometimes. Where he's it's a, like, where it's like, it's like, about, oh it's like Tony Bennett. Like, yeah. yeah, he could, he always might have a shaky roster, but like he can at least figure out his roster Yeah, by like conference play, towards the end of conference yeah. play and just figure out like, all right, like I can beat some teams with these guys. Like we can put something yeah. together on the floor and, and some sort of game plan to go disrupt somebody good. Yeah. And I, 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 I completely understand Wisconsin's like, you know, disagreements with with Greg Gard, but I think he's got to be up there at least in an honorable mention for one of the better coaches. Yeah, just because of what he's done with the shit that he has. So. I agree. But, interesting. Because, I mean, obviously the bottom four, no. And then McCaffrey, no. I, we haven't seen anything from Anderson. And then Rutgers and Wisconsin, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, love, they love a story, though. Yeah. That's the thing. If there's a team that, like, like I can see Woodson winning it if, they, if Indiana gets, like, six or five. I think he definitely wins. Yeah. I think it's like six or five, right? Any, any of those around. guys. Even Hoiberg. If Hoiberg gets to like seven this year or something like that, I could even see him being a nominee for coach of the year just because of how bad they've been in recruiting and all things like that. So it would be interesting, but – Fuck Hoiberg. I'm going to Hoiberg. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But <laughs> I just think – that's what I was kind of looking for a story, but – Yeah. So – any other final comments on Illinois? I, I I agree with a lot of what what Peter said. That is all the, not necessarily the downside, but what could you could see happen if so if something doesn't go. Everyone's thinking my my also downside is how do we replace the two assistant coaches that you lost because those were, I mean, two of the better assistant coaches in the country that you like stole in there and you I'm right here back, you couldn't get them back. I'm waiting for the call. You. What? I'm right here. I'm waiting for the call. <laughs> Those were the guys, correct me if I'm wrong, that basically got Kofi and Cabrera to come to Illinois. Right? 100%. Like, no, no offense about it. They were the only reason they came. And I think that we saw it a little bit with the Cubs in 2017, 2018, 2019. I'm worried Brad's just going to put his staff together that will just listen to him because they had so many disagreements last year with in-game adjustments and the halftime of the Loyola game got rough in the locker room, supposedly. So – I'm a little worried he might have just put together a little crew that's not going to bother him, and he can kind of just do what he wants. What are we laughing about? I just <laughs> I – I can't say it live. Um, <laughs> not about you. Um, he's ma- he's making fun of me saying that, that I'm – I just mind. said that him and Kofi would – I just asked if he would try to, you know – be involved with any of the players if he coached Illinois too because you know he coaches women basketball now so I just I was making a reference to him talking to his players um have we covered our number ones uh I mean we just kind of talked about Illinois but you haven't talked I have, about it yet I have Purdue at number one um that may be against what everybody else picked but I think Matt Painter is the coach of the year I think he may be the best coach in the Big Ten and they return practically everything. I think Trevion Williams is incredible. Jaden Ivey, really good. Um, it'll be interesting to see, like you said, how Williams plays at the four and Purdue spits out seven foot centers like it's nothing. So I think that Mackey's a really tough place to go play and win. And I, I, I mean, I think this is going to be a league where 
the the winner of the Big Ten is going to have quite a few losses within conference because that's how good the league is. I yeah. Mean, but I have Purdue winning it. I think Purdue wins. Painter has to be coach of the year. Sure. Probably. I would I would make that bet. I have Painter winning coach of the year as well. Uh, Ryan was saying, like, Wisconsin makes the big jump, Nebraska makes the big jump, Indiana makes the big jump. I would think they would have to jump into the top Yeah, uh, yeah, five, for five, sure. Five, five, I would say closer to five. It's got to be a story. There's got to yeah. be. There's got to be something that it, those stories would be like that, where a bad Wisconsin roster he gets them in top five, or you know, Indiana, brand new year, they were terrible forever. Like Woods, and I'm like, ah, he's gonna do. He's a savior, you know. Whatever. Stay with Hoiberg. He recruits all these great recruits. You know, maybe there's there's the the, the couple big recruits they get are you know second team all these or you know or all Big Ten or whatever first team all Big Ten. So. That was, those would be the only other situations I think that a coach outside the top three is going to win it. Um, but so, yeah. So I would, once again, coming back to Purdue, like I said, just, I don't know how high I am on Ivy. I think he's going to be awesome. Obviously. I just don't know if I have him like his absolute like ceiling, like some people do. So we'll just see. Um, and completely agree with what everyone said about Williams. Very interesting to see how he adapts. I think he'll adapt well, but how does the rest of the team kind of follow around and playing two guys, two big guys that really like need the ball and need to be on the glass to be effective. They can't, they're not as effective just floating around screening, drawing attention. They're not going to draw any attention from outside. So it, it'll be interesting to see. And I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. Did Ivy, he didn't have a very good three point jump shot last year, did he? Uh, so, no, not at all. Yeah. So was, I think was, that's definitely a concern. And along with the two posts that can't shoot very extremely well or extremely uh who's back? Stefanovic is back, right? I think so, yeah. Sasha is back. Well the thing about Purdue is I don't think Purdue is gonna be massively crazy offensively. it's it's gonna be that defense, I think. And if you're running Trevion and uh E out there, I mean that's kind of the one potential Kofi stopper. You know what I mean? Right. Like where that's kind of the the one team in the league who's got a guy as big and probably bigger than they go, right. you know, that could potentially stop them. And, and Purdue's never been really pretty besides when they had Carson Edwards. You know, they always just kind of do that. They lug out wins or a tough, gritty team. Um, they, they have some dynamic players, but, like, they're going to win defensively, not turning the ball over. They really, I know like, every team tries to do this, but they do it really well. They take away what you guys do best. Yes, yeah, exactly. Say, yep. You can beat us a different way, but you're not going to yep. beat us just doing what you want to do. Yep. Yep. So I think that wraps up our one through fourteen. Uh, player of the years, I have Kofi. Anybody, um, does anybody not have Kofi? I have Kofi. Kofi. All right. We're not. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah. Not. Not. No discussion really needed. Um, defensive player of the year, Davis. Yeah. It's Trent Frazier, in my opinion. Trent Frazier. I like I it. I think. I think Trent's very good defensively, but I think that when you have 17 years in the league, like, you know the ins and outs of everybody. I mean, so I, I think it's going to be tough. Yeah, Brad, Brad might be in there and Bohannon might be in there just because they know literally everything about everyone. They've been in the league for 15 years. Yeah, if, if Chargers was so. that, then maybe Brad has a chance, but I don't. <laughs> um, I've, got no, Trent, I I've, got, I've got Trent, too, Davis. Um, kind of the same reasons. Uh, we've, we've seen it kind of like you said, he's been he knows the conference, like shit, maybe even knows the referees. You know, what I mean, that helps out a little bit, mm -hmm. like things like that. Like, I think Trent's just 
solid. He's a guard. He can steal. He can block. He can do get charters, things like that. Got to be on a good team too. And that's a big thing with defensive player of the year is got to be on one of those probably top teams to do it. And then I had, I, I didn't do any audible mentions for the defensive player of the year, but I would guess somebody on that Maryland team might've shot because I think that's going to be another team that's going to be very defensive. They've got a bunch of guys who can steal block, do the whole thing. So um, that's Russell, Dante Scott, Cortez Wahab. All those guys are really good defensively as well. So any, my, my entire Honorable mentions for defensive is somebody on Maryland. But I, I just don't know how Franz even went last year. I think he was by, by far the best best player in the league. But don't work I, uh, I have Trent as well. I, uh, one sec. Yeah, I've got Trent as well. I think what Ryan said, he, he just kind of knows the league a lot. He knows the players. Um, I mean, like you said, maybe even knows referees, he knows coaches' tendencies, he knows how I like to use people. He's just been around a while and he's been a good defender a while, not just out of nowhere. And he's really just changed his role from freshman year from being we need you to score a lot to just please do everything else. If you can score, great. If not, uh, we really can use you on the defensive end. We need you on the wing, we need you to pass, we need you to rebound. Um, so I think that that's really going to help him. And like Ryan said, he's, he's versatile. He's going to get some black shots. He's going to get some big steals. So I like Trent to win it. And I think being on a good team helps extremely, um, pretty much agreeing with everything Ryan said that, that, that when you're playing those big time games and you're guarding, you know, so-and-so Ivy and those other guards in the league, uh, coming down to it, people are going to notice. And that's just how you kind of get some of the attention. So I got Trent. Spence. I do as well. I like Trent. I don't think there's much more to say because yeah, defensive player of the year. So um, I completely forgot to think of somebody for this, but I'm just gonna go with. I think it's either gonna be Edie or Devonte Jones. Um, I think Edie's gonna average an absurd amount of blocks this year because he's seven foot eleven, um, and Devonte Jones is just a great on-ball defender at Coastal. Um, yeah, I think he averaged almost three steals a game last year so we'll see how that translates but I think it's one of the two and I think I'll just go Devontae who is it Devontae Jones yeah uh yeah six one with the reported six six wingspan yeah the guard spot so that'd be interesting yeah uh newcomer of the year Ryan I've got Wahab Bob I got Wahab I think I think that Maryland team is going to be good, and I think I was reading some stuff on them, and I think the, the thing they were mentioning is that they just didn't have that big center, and I think he's going to make I think he's going to make a big impact for their team. And I've seen them wreck games um, for teams who don't have big centers in it. That obviously they've got you know some some other players in the conference as well, but I think he's going to get tons of block shots. He's going to get some easy easy layups. He's kind of a skywalker. He jumps super high. He's got great wingspan, things like that. I think he's just going to make an immediate impact kind of look like – I think he's going to be the better transfer of the Maryland transfers than Fats Russell, so I think Maryland has the potential, like Peter said, to get in that top four. I think he might be looked at as, as the, like, the guy who put it over the top for him. So I've got I've got Wahab. I think it might be kind of a little bit of a hot take, but I think one of those freshmen on Michigan could do it or Christy, like you mentioned, or maybe another freshman that – maybe on Nebraska, who knows, like whatever, but – I think if I'm looking at players that I've seen play college basketball multiple times and he, he averages almost double-double, like, I feel like that's going to be pretty good. I don't, I don't think we'll have. Yeah, that's a, definitely a solid prediction. I've got uh, Caleb Houston. I think that 
I mean, just one of those guys on Michigan is just going to, is going to be something. And just being a conference award, I think that he's going to have two months to figure it out to kind of just adjust a little bit to college basketball before he starts playing the big 10. So maybe hitting his stride then maybe playing some of his better basketball. Uh, once again, with all these awards, it's great to be on a, on a good team that helps so much get a lot more attention. Your points matter. Your, your minutes matter. Uh, so that, that's why, that's why I've got him. Um, yeah, I'll second that. I have Caleb Houston as well. Um, he's got one of the prettiest shots, not only in the Big Ten, but in college basketball. I think he shoots above 38, maybe 40% from three this year. And I think he's going to be – could have the potential to be like the second highest usage guy on Michigan, second to Dickinson. And if you're the second highest usage guy as a freshman on a consensus top three team, I find it hard to – not having be a newcomer of the year. Um, and then my other two behind him were either Christie or Bryce McGowan's from Nebraska. I think McGowan's is the guy that will probably have the biggest stats out of those guys, but he's also just got chuck. He's right. gonna he's gonna be on a not, if he can be consistent, not, he's gonna not be right there. Team. if he's not if he's gonna be consistent, he's gonna put up the numbers. Consistent and shoot a lot, yeah. But I think he's gonna put up the numbers. So if you're strictly looking at the numbers at the end of the year, I think people would say McGowan's, but I think if you actually watch the teams play, I think it's gonna be Houston. Boys. Uh, I have him as well. I have Fatch Russell He's got to shoot it better from three. What did you say he was last year? 23%? 25, I believe. Yeah, I mean, that's not good. But I think he is going to be the focal point of the Maryland offense with Ayala as well. And with, I just – I think he's going to get it done. Uh, they're not – Maryland's going to be middle of the pack Big Ten team, but I think he's going to stat stuff for that team. So, that's why I'm giving it to him. Davis? I got our buddy Caleb as well for a lot of the reasons that you guys yep. already mentioned. Coach of the year. I'm going to want to skip Jake, but we'll go to him first. <laughs> I think we, I, I already covered it. Matt Painter, best coach in the Big Ten. And if Purdue wins it, they're going to get to him easily, but he may still get it if they finish top three. I agree. I think top three, he's going to get it. Uh, there's just been a lot of not underrated necessarily for him, but just lots of love that hasn't really resulted in, you know, coach of the year, national recognition, not necessarily. I think a lot of big 10 people know that he's just a phenomenal coach, maybe the best coach in the conference probably. But I think he's now is when he gets finally his national attention. I mean, people know, but he's just not really getting the attention that, or the attention that he has deserved. So yeah, I agree. I think he get they get top three. He's going to get it for sure. Yeah. Parenting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got parenting. I think I, I, and I, if, if the top three is what the top three is and it's Illinois, Purdue, Michigan, I mean, he's the best coach of those other two, said I'm in my opinion. So I feel like it would just be kind of injustice to not have him there, especially if, like, see if he wins it. But um, like you said, I think, I, I, I just think he's kind of ready to, to burst as well, kind of like you mentioned, get that more national attention. Um, and I think the expectations there as well. Um, and so if it kind of, if he lives up to the hype, I think they're going to back him with, with what they're kind of projecting as well. So, and I don't think he win the conference. I just, there's no way I can get Brad to coach the year. Yeah. No, I could do that. Or Juwan, but yeah. Um, I mean, I, the only way I think that somebody else doesn't win it if Purdue finishes in the top three, if like Michigan or Illinois just kind of like pulls away, yeah, exactly. like if, if they win it by yeah. two or three games or something or beat Purdue twice, 
that then I could see going up the other way. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't see yep. whatever. But um, I think Purdue's going to have to finish first in the conference for paying a coach of the year. If he, if he can figure out somehow how to play those two big guys together, um, I think he deserves coach of the year, and I think they win the conference if that happens. But I don't think that's going to happen. And I think the team that I'm highest on um, compared to everybody else is Michigan State. Um, so I'm going to go with Tom Izzo. I mean, he has – I think he's by far the best coach in the Big Ten. I mean, he, he, and he just had one of his he, worst years in a he while. Easily just had one of his worst years. People are down on him. So people are going to look at this year when I think they finish in the top five as a turnaround year for Michigan State. I, I, I think he wins it. Davis? I have Tom Izzo as well. I think that Tommy – yeah, I'm, everybody knows I've been a big Izzo guy for a while, huge Izzo fan. And I think that if they finish anywhere up in the top five, six, I just think he's going to do a lot with a team that's not as talented as a lot of other teams in the Big Ten. And I think that I – mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked. If, had in the past. Yeah, if Painter – Painter wouldn't shock me. Painter's a great coach. I don't – I think – what helps Painter is the fact that Brad and Juwan are such bad in-game coaches that it makes him look like Painter's a great in-game coach, but it makes him look even better. I think. I think he will outcoach Juwan and Brad in some big games. So coach the other two is a good reason to get coached to over them. So I would it is exactly. So, but I think Tom will win some games that they probably shouldn't, and I think that gives him a run to win Coach of the Year. Yeah. I uh, I see both those happening for all exactly those reasons you said. But let's move on to first team all conference. And so I assume everybody's got Kofi. And then does everyone have Dickinson? Yeah. Does everyone have Trace Jackson Davis? I do. All right. Does everybody have Liddell? Yeah. Yeah. I no no Liddell for Ryan. All right, who's your uh, so you've got so those last two spots? I think those three are pretty much locked in that they're going to be on every single list that you see uh, preseason and you know probably up until the end of the year. But all right, so those last two spots you got Ryan. Who's your last two? I I got Curbelo, uh sliding in there because I think if Illinois is going to win it, I think he's going to have to be dominant for him. I think. And and I kind of thought to myself, well, can he be dominant with Kofi? And you look at Io, yes, he can be. So they can easily have two players average close to 20 points a game. You know, he's going to dish out some assists. He's going to – I mean, I think he's – I mean, he's got potential to do that, yeah. I mean, it, the, the amount of cheap points he gets running the floor and everything like that, like – Doesn't run out of energy. And, yeah, he doesn't run out of energy. If he can, if he's another guy, if he can stay out, if he can stay out of the foul trouble, he's going he's gonna to be in the game the entire time. He's going to be running around. He's going to get a bunch of steals, quick, easy buckets. Like, I think he's going to, he has to be a catalyst for them. And if I have him on my wing, I think he needs to be a catalyst for him. I think he gets into the top. He gets into the first team for him. Um, and so that's why I got Corbello over just, just Edge and Liddell a little bit just because of also their, their first. I've got Ohio State at four. So I think that's why I've got Corbello in there, pretty high on him. And then I've got Ivy in there as well. Yeah, um, I've so. got Corbello in there as well. A lot of the same reasons. I think he's just – he's going to be the catalyst and if, you know, Exactly what he said. If I've got Illinois one, I think I've got Carmelo first team. If they don't finish one, you probably won't finish first team. Exactly. So I think if I, if I just pick Illinois, I'm going to take Carmelo in there. Uh, exactly. A lot of the same reasons. And I think that Kofi is going to make him look awesome. And also he's going to make Kofi look awesome. I think it's going to go back and forth. But there's not really 
a lot of people in the conference or in the country that you can just kind of go off a ball screen and almost just throw it and hope and be like, yeah, it's, he's probably going to get it. And that's kind of helpful as a system. There's a ton. That's what I was saying too. I think he's going to average 70 assists a game. Potentially. Yeah, I mean, just, and it's just easy buckets to, to Kobe. Yeah, if he averages twenty points a game, he is going to be no doubt. I don't know. I didn't say he's going to average twenty points a game. He has, he's potential. potential to get up to. I that. hear you're saying with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That like that for sure. Because that's why I was a little worried. I was like, I was like, oh, can they can they be two be there? I'm like, well, I mean, right. If it worked before, so I got Liddell in my fifth spot. I think that if Ohio State's top four, they're going to get someone up there. And I think Purdue, if any of the teams are not going to have just one person to rely on, it's going to be Purdue. And there's there's going to be times and there's going to be whole games and stretches of the season where Ivy is not the guy. And, you know, we saw it last year. They go Trevor and Williams a lot, deservedly so and rightfully so. So I think that that can take away from him a little bit. Whereas, like, Curbelo, if we want to go to Kofi, it's going to be Curbelo's job to go to Kofi. Not – you can't – Williams, you can get it to him a lot of spots and he can make something happen. So I think that changes the trajectory for the point guards specifically. And Liddell gets it done all over the floor, and he's going to pick up a lot of Dwayne Washington shots and opportunities. Yeah. So that's why I got him there. I, I have Liddell in there too. Um, I just think he's a great player. He's going to be an absolute stat stuffer this year. Um, yeah, I'd be surprised if he was new this year. And then I have Ivy in there too for the same reasons you said basically. Spence? I have Curbelo as my fifth. I had the four we named before. Uh, Liddell, or Dickinson, Kofi, Trey Jackson Davis, Liddell, and Curbelo. Davis? My thing is, and I just I just don't know what the committee will do position-wise, because I could very well see it being five forwards. I could see it being the four that we named and Williams from Purdue. Because if Purdue wins it or gets second, I have a hard time them not having a guy on the first team. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's Williams. Yeah. It just does the does the committee does the committee give five forwards? Because you could literally have four centers and Liddell at the four. They usually and, find a way to throw one of somebody in there, like a guard. That's what I'm saying. They usually try to have a guard in there. And you, I don't know. Typically, I think it's two and three, but based on what we looked like. But you mentioned that it was Who's three guard. Well, it was four. It was probably Dickinson, Kofi. Oh, last year, Dickinson, Kofi, Trace Jackson, Davis. I was in there. And, um, Garza, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Trace Jackson? Trace Jackson? Yeah, Davis in there? yeah, it was. So yeah, four yeah. last year, and then yeah. two years ago was Cowan, Io, and Winston. So yeah. I mean, there was three point guards. Yeah. But you definitely can't have four forwards in there. I think they just try to make it even-ish right. to some degree. But second team, Spitz, you want to start? Um, yeah, so Trevion Williams, if he doesn't – clearly if he doesn't make the first team, he will be second team. He's going to carry that Purdue offense. Same with Ivy. I have him on the second team as well. Um, Keegan Murray, underrated player in the Big Ten for Iowa. He will be on the second team. I'm going to take Ron Harper Jr. And I'm going to take uh, – I don't know who I want for the fifth spot. I'm going to go with the freshman from Michigan. Houston, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Just to, do a little, just to do a little stat correcting, neither Trace Jack and Davis nor Hunter Dixon was on the first team Big Ten last year. Who was it? It was Kofi, Io, Luca, EJ, and Trevion Williams, which is why I think Williams won it this year. Because usually, if you win it one year, and unless he's a lot worse than what he was last year, he usually you don't get bumped out. Interesting. 
So, I mean, truthfully, I think it's going to be for two spots because Iowa and Luca are the only two first-teamers that are gone. So unless Kofi, EJ, or Trevion, either one of those teams is really bad this year or one of the them plays really poorly in conference, it's tough. Well, I mean, in my opinion, it's tough to lose a first-team spot if you've been really good. True. So I, because uh, last year Michigan had Dickinson, Livers, and Franz on the second team. Right. I've got Ivy and Trevion second team as well. Also have Harper, uh, Lee Spitz. Uh, but I've got Eric Ayala in there. I think if Maryland finishes top five, top four, he's definitely on there. If they just get top six, I mean, he's got a very good chance. I think that he's more going to be the focal point of the offense. At least that's what we're going to try to do. If that didn't work out, I mean, Turgeon, like we said, Turgeon's a great coach. He'll find other options, other directions to go in. But I think Eric Isle is going to be on there. Also, I have Joey Hauser on there. I think yeah, that, I like that if Michigan State is kind of what me and Peter were saying they're going to be, I think that Izzo is going to lean on him a lot. And once again, like I was saying earlier, in these types of rankings, guys that can do it all and – and hit big shots at the end game from the elbow, the free throw line, the block, the lane, three-point line, those guys get looked on a lot better than others because, you know, like Kofi last year, it was all high at the end. Like, obviously, Kofi is good enough to get in, but – or I guess Dickinson's a better example. It was more they were going to Livers. They were going to, you know, Brooks. They were going to Franz. They were going to some other directions. So, Dickinson didn't necessarily have – just the the big plays or not the big plays, but the the last second shot resume for it, the last blah blah blah. Uh, so I think that Hauser's going to be that guy for him. And if Michigan State's good, that I think that would justify my pick. I like that. Who was the rest of your second team, Davis? I think I kind of cut you off. The rest of my second team. Well, I didn't really finish my first team because I said, but I mean, I think that. I do like Jake's. I've been a big uh, Keegan Murray fan at Iowa. I thought he was underrated and didn't get the minutes because of Garza. And uh, what was the other? Nunji or whatever the big guy they had last year that ate up a lot of those minutes. Yeah. I think he, he finds his way. I think Ron Harper finds his way on the second team. I mean, whichever one of the big men is left out of the first team, whether it's Trevion, Hunter Dickinson, one of those guys, whoever's left out of the is obviously going to be on the second team. And Curbelo is either first team or second team as well. Yeah, I agree. I think that last big man obviously has to run the second team. That's Travion for me. I didn't have Curbelo in first team. He was another one that was on the cusp, so he's another lock for one of the two. He's just second team for me. Um, I think Ron Harper sneaks in there. Um, I agree with Cam with Ayala. I think Maryland's going to be good. Ayala is going to have to be first, second team caliber. And then I have Houston, too. I think um, Caleb Houston is uh, freshman of the year. I think he does enough to sneak out of that second team as well. Then I've got um, I've got Trevion uh, there. Uh, he's the, like you mentioned, the center that can really get in for me. I've got Ayala as well. I think he's barely the best player. I was 15 points a game last year. He's going to fill the, the stat sheet up for him. Um, I've got Rod Harper as well, best player on Rutgers, in my opinion. Um, they'll be, like you said, relevant, whatever. He'll be in there. Um, I got Liddell in there as well, obviously, because I didn't have him first team. Um, and then I bounced around with the fifth spot here. Um, I'm not as high in Keegan Murray as you guys are, so I was thinking maybe, like, Bohanna gets in there. He kind of just chucks a lot. Maybe it's, like, up to 13, 14 points a game, potentially, because he averaged, like, 11 last year. 
not as high on him to do anything else, though. Um, and I kind of like what, what Cam said about Michigan State. I was trying to find a Michigan State player that I could throw in there. And I liked Hauser, but he struggled a little bit. And I was just thinking about me like Gabe Brown comes out or something like that. But I, just, I think he's going to be solid, too. I just can't – I can't really rely on any of those guys right now. I think they're going to be more of a committee and they're just going to play really solid defense and get efficient shots and do things that Izzo wants them to do. So I don't know if anybody on their team sneaks into the same team. I've got Johnny there, Johnny Davis at two. I think he's just going to do everything for Wisconsin. I think he's going to rebound. I think he's going to get up to 12-something points a game. He's going to average potentially two steals a game. His assist number is going to go up as well. I just think he's going to do everything for Wisconsin. So not just saying he like deserves the player, but it's just stats are, are going to get him up there. So Yeah, I uh... – Just barely. Just barely sneaks in. I've got just to throw out just some other names uh, for like an honorable mention or potential third team. I agree. I had Johnny Davis on there as well. Caleb Houston, Keegan Murray, Trent Frazier, Geo Baker, Wahab, Christie. I think all those guys have that type of chance. Uh, Also, Wahab, I think, could be a very sneaky good pick for defensive player of the year because all of a sudden he's blocking two and a half shots a game. And just kind of altering games left and right. I think he was he was the other guy that I was throwing out there for defense. I think if you take a big guy, it's either him or Edie, just strictly because of the block shots. Yeah, but it's just gonna be hard with how many good. Can Kelpie win defensive player of the year? He could. Um, yeah. He's just is he just so vulnerable kind of elsewhere? Right. I have to block. Say you have to too. block a lot more shots. Yeah, I think it's gonna yeah. be hard for a big man to win it. Just. With how high a yeah. My honorable mentions would be like probably Murray, Rohan, whoever comes out of Iowa, and then like the other three starters on Maryland. I don't know who's going to come out because I'm, I'm pretty high on like Dante Scott too. Like I think he's a good player that, that fills the show, does things well, but it'll be probably Fats or, or Bahab, I think, that come out. I just, I just don't know who's going to, their transfers and whatever. I don't know who's going to come out and who Turchin likes more, fits into the system more. So, those guys would be another guy, uh, t- player that I would kind of sneak into potentially the fifth spot in second team. You guys have any uh, other players secondary you're thinking about? Sneakers, sleepers? Did we mention Max Christie in Michigan State? I, I threw him on there, my honorable mention there. I think that he is a I, I, sneaker for the newcomer, maybe a third team conference. If he plays well, Michigan State plays well. Uh, if he ends up being their be- their best player, then definitely. I think Christy will yeah. could sneak in there. Those are, those would be my flip a coin for the Michigan State player that picks in, that sneaks in. But because I think if um, Hauser's going to be good, the guards are going to have to give him the ball because he doesn't create his own shot. So I, I think I think one of, if he's good, the guards are going to be really good. So yeah. Well, is that all we got? Anybody else want to say anything else? I think so. I, don't, I think we've we damn near covered back, the entire Big Ten. We come back with college football analysis. Does the uh, real quick does does the Big Ten finally uh, cut the nets down in no. uh, wherever it is this year? No. No. Yes. No. Yeah. No. It's been. It's Brad's been not a long. good enough coach for Illinois to win. It's been a long time. It's been a long time for for this. There's another. Kind Who of won it? Who won it last? Michigan State, State. Was it State and when No, no thousand. <laughs> That's correct, is it not? It's the last big thing to win in 2000. I think I was about five days old. So, yeah, that was uh, – I was airborne yeah, yet. Yeah. I, I, I was I, I about him, but give, give me Purdue to win it for us this year. And it could be. It could be. It could be. 
It'll be interesting to see. Gonzaga's going to be tough. Drew, Drew Stash Timmy will be tough. The Slim Reaper out there, Chet. Chet. <laughs> yeah. Just interesting to see, if, you know, it's the best conference in the league, potentially, in the country, potentially, that, you know, it's, you should want to expect maybe one of them will come out, but not sure. Yeah. Well, that was a good talk. Thanks for joining us, boys. Yep. As uh, we'll get back at it. NFL picks, college football recap this week later. So thanks for listening.